0: I got <laughs> a code for
1: some Mugsy jeans. Dan's. You're wearing Dan's Mugsy jeans? If,
2: if Dan's not going to be on the podcast, I have to wear his
0: pants. Get out there I, and do some high-stepping in, in oh, the back. Oh, we go. Let's see. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> What's up here? <laughs> <laughs> huh. Look at him. <laughs> 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 Look at the big step. Whoa.
1: <laughs>
2: All the way down. Okay. You know
0: what they say? You don't. No, another person until you worn their <laughs> walk a, walk pants. Walk a mile in <laughs> Oh, their I pants. thought they'd
1: seen them in Muggsy jeans. Oh.
2: <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to another week of Filmhouse,
1: and joined by
2: my face-offers, <coughs> James and Elise Willems.
1: How are you guys doing?
0: We just love Joan Allen.
1: Hey, let's touch other no. like they do in the movie. Hey, no, please please they yeah. the do face. the weird thing. No, they do this. Remember, they go, oh, right. I'm related to you. Oh. Okay. you all right. oh, all right. You're my son. How
2: much of that is. was <laughs> in the script, and how much of it was John Travolta being like,
0: yeah, I learned this. <laughs> I, I, I want to touch the sun. Yeah. What are we calling this
2: movie? L. Ron. I did it face-up. It should be like face up, Yeah, Elrond really. yeah, yeah. told me to do it. Anyway, uh, this week's episode of Film House is brought to you by two fine sponsors. Manscaped, you get 20% off. Uh, And free shipping with code filmhouse at manscaped.com. And also mugsy That's uh, Mugsy.com, M-U-G-S-Y.com. And use code filmhouse for $10 off some jeans that let you stretch. These actually belong to Dan, but we'll talk about these later. He left them on his desk and said, you can wear them if Mm. you want. But uh, first, let's talk about the big, big important news. Uh, They announced they're going to make a face-off remake.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What's old is now new. (laughs)
2: Um... So,
1: uh, real
2: quick, <laughs> stop
1: Before, <laughs> laughing. We we're watching Face Off. We have Face Off on, and you guys gotta stop laughing. This movie's serious. Oh, no. Yeah, uh, we're at I'm the park for, I'm for our audio of...
2: listeners. Uh, John Travolta is holding a puppet of a child <laughs> <laughs> that got shot in the back by. I, I don't know how far off uh, Caster Troy was. I, I guess he was on. I mean, where was he sniping him from? It looked like he was from just... From a grassy knoll nearby. Yeah. I don't know. Just with the rest of it. Is. So, uh, the, the story here is Deadline is reporting that Oren Yuzel... UZL. Uh he's the he's the writer of the hit movie uh, Cloverfield okay. Paradox. Oh, yeah uh, And the upcoming Sonic the Hedgehog film will be penning the screenplay. Okay. This is along with Neil H. Moritz, mm-hmm. uh, best known for the Fast and the Furious franchise, who will be producing for Paramount. And I'm sure it will be, uh, it will be the hit. It's the remake we've all been waiting for because the original movie did not live up to the expectations that we all wanted. Oh wait, it was a cult hit, and we all love it. A Cult it, hit? How dare you?
1: It, it is a cl- It's like well, got like a ninety six percent on Rotten Tomatoes or something.
2: Yeah, and a lot of people say like it's an underrated movie. It's like, no, everyone loved it. It, it was when rated. It came out. Yeah. It, it's a it's a rated yeah, yeah. movie. It's it's fantastic. Uh it it made like two hundred and eighty five million dollars in nineteen ninety seven, so look, it's it did well. It did well for itself. Yeah, absolutely. Does it does it need a remake? We'll decide yeah, I mean, at the end of this podcast.
0: Why I mean the question is, is it a generational thing that or is it a money, it's gotta be a money thing.
1: The why are they making a face off? Because, as I've ranted about before, we live in the age of brands. All the, now that there's only about three companies in the entire, like North America. We're part about of the problem. three companies, yeah. okay? They don't wanna spend any money taking risks on things that are untested. So, we live in a world of brands. It's the downside of the internet, mm-hmm. okay? Is that you never forget anything everything is always remembered. Mm-hmm. And there's then, no vague things. There's a lot of nostalgia happening. And, yes.
2: But the, the irony there is, without new exciting ideas, we never would have gotten face-off to begin with. Yes, you're exactly right. I will, I'll quickly pitch you the plot for those who do not know yeah. Anything about face-off. So this is this is the log line from IMDb. In order to foil a terrorist plot, an FBI agent undergoes a facial transplant surgery and assumes the identity and physical appearance of a terrorist. But the plan turns from bad to worse when the same terrorist impersonates the FBI agent. Oopsie <laughs> daisy. Uh, released in 1997.
0: I think there's still movies like people are still coming up with crazy Near future sci-fi ideas like this, like Will Smith's Gemini mm-hmm. Man, is a great example <laughs> of.
2: I like when like, you add the comma.
0: <laughs> Gemini, comma, man, <laughs> is a great example of. I think a, a face-off for this generation because mm-hmm. you know he's a, if you don't know about it in that movie that's coming out later this year he's a cl- he fights a younger clone of himself mm.
2: which is played by his son I think or something like that yeah I I just what I what I miss though is th- this is just such a, a perfect. Uh, explosion of everything happening where they cast uh, Nicolas Cage and uh, John Travolta and then directed by a Chinese director whose first language is not English and just said yeah go nuts have fun Mm -hmm. out there kids and you have these two insane actors doing insane things like right now watching uh, Nick Cage Uh, I think he fondles a girl
1: uh, half his age well probably less I think they make a point of talking about how young she is Uh. and he's dressed as a priest Mm -hmm. and she's in a chorus and then he grabs her butt Yes. Um, and so, yeah. And then he Ugh. screams about it. We have it on right now. It's just, it just they're used to, the '90s. Michael were all about, let it happen. The '90s were all about insanity. Yeah. Yes. It was about taking John Travolta, who's at this point is already on his sec the second phase of his career. Right. He had already washed up fallen off the face of the earth, and then come back again in Pulp Fiction. Yeah, Quentin right? Tarantino
0: revived John Travolta's career. We mm. all know that. And then he and says, thanks, no
2: thanks, yeah. time to go do uh,
1: Phenomenon. Yeah. Some, uh, <laughs> Michael. Some, somehow became a 90s movie action star. And then Nicolas Cage, who also was kind of always this weird... Other actor. He wasn't. He wasn't a triple A actor. This is kind of what yeah. like put him in that realm. He was the dark horse of the like, family. He was never like. an
0: alt leading man.
1: Yes. You know. They, in a, and they and they took an established <laughs> an established well known critically acclaimed director, comma, from China. <laughs> yes. And combined that with an absurd, high concept premise. I love it.
2: I love and they every made bit it bit about and they yeah. made
1: it all and it it basically the end result was exactly what you wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. There's no way that by by going into a world of remaking this shit, it's ever gonna capture the glory. There's no way. I, I don't care what you do.
2: Yeah, I think it's just the, the initial premise is so interesting. And then also to the point of John Travolta having a second Renaissance, this being his third Renaissance, I believe, this was the the decade of what if or the second half of the decade of what if John Travolta is a bad guy? You're so used to him being a good mm-hmm. guy, I guess. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. well, I mean, Danny Zucker is kind of a bad guy. Fiction was like his yeah. renaissance
0: where it was like, now he's the bad guy. John Travolta's because Travolta's you know, the bad guy. Welcome Back, Cotter, Saturday Night Fever. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, Grease. Greasy.
0: Like He's not necessarily like a uh, uh, sort of golden boy, like clean cut, Ameri- all-American kid. Mm-hmm. But he does have this sort of like underdog scruffy, like, you know, yeah. Well, thing it's, to him.
1: Yeah, but it's also the, the – ex. it's like, oh, my gosh, John Travolta's a bad guy. The guy from Look Who's Talking?
0: The guy who loved dancing.
1: (laughs) He loved dancing. Why is he playing a bad guy? Because like, if you think about it, Mm -hmm. despite the fact that Nicolas Cage is the bad guy at the beginning of the movie and John Travolta is a good guy at the beginning, for the majority of the movie, John Travolta is the bad guy, Nicolas Cage is the good guy, which then also goes into Broken Arrow, where John Travolta is the bad guy. Yes. And Basic, where Mm -hmm. John Travolta is the bad guy. I've never seen Basic. Is he any good? But then you also have Nicolas Cage now, who is the good guy, and then... I don't know. We're just talking about face-off. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, I mean, also this Not is even the this
1: ramifications is, of a remake. This is post The Rock, right? Mm-hmm. So
2: it's also, hey, like, w- hold on, Nick Case should be good guy. He bad guy. Oh, now he become good guy, and it's all good. <laughs> and then my twelve year old brain puts it together, and I go, what a fantastic movie. Um, and then they they eat tongue. But yes, so that's. I think it's safe to say we could t- probably talk about face-off in an entirely different podcast probably even do like a theater mode type thing on it because I love this movie face cast yeah yeah. I, I could talk about face off all, all day every day thinking
1: I, about it th- us saying it out loud the 90s were the era of celebrity you would so celebrity would just stay in the public consciousness forever oh, yeah. and ever like this mm. Nicolas Cage John Travolta scenario but brands were new it was just, it didn't matter the brand. No. It can be a brand new movie that it just seems bonkers on the page. Yeah. But you put John Travolta, you put Nicolas your, Cage in it, c- it yeah. people mm-hmm. are going to go.
0: Your celebrity, your A-list name was your box office draw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was what pushed the movie. Yep. And now, you know, you can have a situation where like, Ad Astra's coming out with Brad Pitt. I think it's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. But people Terrible aren't necessarily, name. they're not necessarily going to go see it because Brad Pitt's in it. They're gonna go see it because they hear great reviews about it, like this awesome yeah. looking sci fi movie. But uh, I, I guarantee
1: uh, you, this face off movie is not gonna have, it's probably not gonna have famous people in it. You made
0: a little noise there. You think Brad Pitt's on the Astra?
1: No, I was gonna say it's uh,
2: who's the Tommy Lee Jones? That's what everyone's the photograph of Tommy Lee Jones. (laughs)
0: Do you think? What's his story? That movie tanks. I better see a bad Astra.
2: Boom kaboom. We don't
0: know. I hope it's good.
2: Someone with a blog is. (laughs) I need to do this now. Uh, No, I am legitimately excited for Ad Astra because it's like, oh, cool, cool. Uh, an original idea, I hope. Maybe it's an adaptation of a book,
1: but also a weird name,
2: which might end up hurting it because everyone's like, I don't understand this name. Well,
1: Also, if you've seen the trailer, not to get too off topic, but if you've seen the trailer for Ad Astra, I am so confused. His dad was an astronaut who may have stolen some part of space. They thought he was dead, but it turns out, no, he accidentally stole space. And now Brad Pitt has to decide whether or not he's going to work with oh. the government to go find his dad or believe his dad. And then at one point, there's two moon rovers racing each other, and oh. one shoots the other with a gun, and it blows up. It's exciting. So I don't know what's going to happen in that movie. Um, and then
2: uh, oh, I, I had a thought, and I lost it. I'm so sorry. Uh, okay. It was probably face-off related. but <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, I did actually have a question about face-off. So if we are moving on into this new – oh, there goes another dummy – Sorry, watching the movie. Uh, seems distracted. John Travolta, <laughs> uh, if we are moving into this, um, moving forward with this horrific idea of making movie faces. Oh, I remember my thought now. Mm-hmm. Face off is one of the best titles for a movie ever, especially when it it tells you the plot. You immediately yep. see the
1: poster. You go, yep. Oh, they probably switch faces.
2: There's yep. a slash in it. But they're also facing
1: off yes.
2: in the movie.
1: Yes, well, I, I would argue it's the other way around. Face off, you assume it's about two people facing off, mm-hmm. but then when you find out the premise is also about a face coming off, yeah. you're like, oh my god, I really hope this writer is rich for the rest of his days. <laughs> uh,
2: so, if we, do, if we do move ahead with this horrific idea, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm prejudging, that's probably not fair. It could be probably the remake we've all been waiting for. Um, who do you think would actually be a cast that could live up to this premise of a good guy and a bad guy switching roles with their faces mm. and body fat percentage. Like well, you, you
0: could try to find, you could try to follow the formula as we've talked about earlier, which is two actors that are sort of mm-hmm. on the rejuvenation side of their careers. So like Orion Felipe, maybe he comes back. Okay. We're putting him in, we're putting him in the okay. face off, okay. Wow. Okay. okay, all right. He's, he's in the running. Gold. Um, I've
2: seen people mention Sam Rockwell because oh. he's, he's just a
1: delight in anything but he's which, in. Which face is he? Does I, he start as a good guy, but then plays the bad guy I think for most he was, of the movie? He, Sam
0: that's Sam Rockwell, Ryan, Ryan Felipe. I don't know if you go because Ryan Felipe. Ryan Felipe is your, your good guy. He starts out as your Travolta. He's Let's your see. good guy. But
1: then he's the bad guy the whole movie? This is yeah. – I can So get, then Sam Rockwell plays the good guy the whole movie? Yeah. That seems different. That's hmm. what
0: I'm saying. Okay. You're, you're, <laughs> cast, you're casting wild. Okay. okay.
1: Uh, I think also
2: we, we can probably guess how the conversations are going in in the Hollywood because they go, well, hold on. It's 2019. We need to diversify. What if we get a different, like a, a Latino actor, a Japanese actor, and they go, so you want a white guy to put they on want a Japanese race guy? off. Yeah.
1: <laughs> race <laughs> off. I want to take his race off. <laughs> 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 I'm just, I'm, I'm making fun. I'm going to blow, but, s- I'm going to throw something out here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys let me know. I'm not pitching this formally, mm-hmm. but I'm going to put it out here. Will Smith and Will Smith. <laughs> I he plays both. At, he plays both characters. Swaps his face. That way, we don't have to get into the whole thing we got in with this movie, where they're going like, "But how? Why is John Travolta so fat?" <laughs> do
0: you think John Travolta or Nick Cage will have a part in the remake or a cameo?
1: I think so. Yeah, I, I could see them coming back.
2: You I think so. Yeah. Did I, they do
1: anything with that? They didn't do anything. Here's the closest thing that I can find to this is Point Break. Point Break is damn near perfect movie from the '90s. Insane concept. Two really hot actors at the time, coming in blistering it up, and it's this. The movie is perfect. It was perfect the first first time, and they were like, "What? It's a name people recognize. Let's make another version of it that ju- all it does is cash in on the title. Mm-hmm. It has main actors that I don't e- I don't even know who they are." They look the same, number one, which I don't even understand how that happens. As far as the trailer led me to believe, both of the leads in Point Break were just scruffy-looking dudes with dark hair. They both look like Seth Rollins. So, that's a wrestler. Yeah. Um, they all look I was like, at like, telling Adam, I know you know. <laughs> <I do. laughs> um, but, uh, but, like, there's, so there's zero identity, there's zero contrast in the casting already. So, do you feel like they're going to end up with something boring like that anyway in this? Like, I don't know. There's Nicolas Cage and John Travolta are such different shaped, weird people which makes the concept seem that much more absurd but more entertaining as mm-hmm. well. It, there's just few movies out there that have what I would call perfect casting. Mm-hmm. And Face Off
2: is definitely mm-hmm. the only movie with perfect casting.
0: I'm gonna say uh, you guys both saw uh, Crazy Rich Asians.
1: Uh, no, but you guys did, have talked yes. enough about it that the, I feel like I've seen the it.
0: The guy that plays her fiance or whatever in uh-huh. that. And then I think his name is Randall Park, the okay. guy from Fresh off the Boat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Randall Park's your John Travolta type. Okay, And okay. then he goes against type, plays the bad guy when they switch faces. Okay. Guy from Crazy Rich Asians, he's the uh, yeah. yeah, I mean,
1: I definitely I the guy from Crazy Rich Asians, I don't remember being impressed by at all. No. But, but I, Randall looking. Park is really good.
2: Okay, what if okay, we we change it up. We get one of the guys from Crazy Rotations, and then we get Leonardo DiCaprio and they go, You're gonna become him and he goes, Wait, what? And they're like, Yeah, yeah, you're him he goes. But what about and they go, About what? What's the problem? Scarlett Johansson. I was gonna
0: say it's gonna be it's Randall gonna be women. It's gonna be two women.
2: You think? Mm. What if a man becomes a woman and vice versa? That's oh. that's more interesting. I don't know.
0: That would, there would be some backlash because there would be some people who perceive it as a commentary against, like, the trans community. One's a dog, the other one's a cat. It's (laughs) going to be
1: safe. I guarantee you they're not going to, based off the fact that they are choosing to remake Face Off, number Mm -hmm. one, and number two, the writer who's involved in this process, and again, I will clarify that just because someone's previous work doesn't appear to be that fantastic doesn't mean they aren't capable of greatness, a la the writer of Chernobyl who made Scary Movie 3 and some other garbage. Yeah, there's Um, some some magic in there. but, But I think that if this is the route they're going...
0: It's probably going to be two really generic movies and going to bank yeah. on the fact that people know the title. You know what I wish it was? I wish it was like, hey, Park Chan-wook, take this concept of two people switching face- faces, mm-hmm. make a story, make a movie about it, do something fucking weird. It would be like it'd end up being like Handmaiden where there's like a- three fucking turns yeah, in the yeah. plot <laughs> where now like, there's another person, like you oh. thought those two people switch places, faces but then there's like but a
1: they third. Switched, per- they switched back. Yeah. oh yeah they it don't know who's who. It wasn't well, their first face in the first place. Yeah, like it wasn't their
0: face in the first place or there was a third person that killed like that ended up switching faces with one mm-hmm. of those people yep. like it would be like super fucking cool but yeah. that would never
2: happen. What if we called it faces off <laughs> face. with a dollar sign. Oh, yeah. The, face three, offices.
0: Three people switching faces? Uh I ring mean, around the face
2: <laughs> there's so many face options you could I I hope though, like I hope I hope James is wrong. And that it's not just a money grab All uh, uh, I made a little list here of some recent uh, 80s and 90s remakes. We got Point Break, Total Recall. Predators was kind of-ish. It seems like every time we make a new Predator, it's a remake anyway. Well, wasn't The Predator? Oh, I'm sorry, The Predator. Yeah, not yeah. Predators, my bad. Yeah, The Predator. Uh, the Mummy and Men in Black, all recent reboots or soft mm-hmm. reboots um, that are – seem to be having a hard time living up to the original Mm -hmm. because they did come out at a time where they said, fuck it, Mm -hmm. let's just have some fun with (laughs) anything we're doing. Yeah, Um, It's an original concept, so we could just...
1: Well, it uh. used to be, how can we trick people using excitement to get them into the movie theater. Mm-hmm. I'll admit, it's always it's never not been tricking people to get into the movie theater, so it used to be in the 80s it's like, we'll trick them with excitement so the, like, Predator is like, oh, look at this, Arnold Schwarzenegger like, we promise that this will be exciting, come see this movie. Then in the 90s it was kind of, we'll trick them into coming to the movies because they're going to see the actors and stars that they love to see now we're kind of in the we'll trick them just because they won't read anything more than the title of the movie. Mm-hmm. And they'll just assume that it's as good as the old things that they like. We're yeah. now in the nostalgia phase.
2: Does this remind stuff? me of something that I know I yeah. enjoyed, but I it also was a complete failure when it came out a la Tron or the, uh something else that, like there is a Dark Crystal series on Netflix, which is as far as I know based on a a much beloved movie that had developed a cult following after it failed financially. Mm-hmm. Same with Tron, where it, it's just so weird, they're like, hey, remember that obscure weird movie? Here's a $200 million budget. Like, what, why? And well, they're like, ah, didn't live up to expectations. I, I'll
1: say this, <laughs> if you take something that kind of just like existed in its small little microcosm, and then you have someone who that meant a lot to, who then takes that concept and that world and really expands upon it and then blows it up into something that you never thought it was capable of in the first place, a la Dark Crystal and the Netflix series, I'm all for that. Because now you get a new experience of something that's like even bigger than the initial experience was. If it just feels like Men in Black, The Mummy, uh, The Predator, Total Recall, or Point Break, which is you just assume I'm going to be tricked into going to see this because it has the same name of something I've already seen before, Mm -hmm. that's not gonna work. You can still make great things.
2: like. To be fair, as far as I know, n- neither one of you supported Geostorm. Yeah, that's no. true. And that's I an original idea.
1: Is it? You're right, no, I, I let s- that movie fail. I would say Geostorm is the same, Is it may, may not be the same title, but it's the exact same movie as Day After Tomorrow, 2012, all of those, all of those movies. Whatever. You're not wrong, but you're also right. <laughs> okay, thanks.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like I, I kind of, have this, there's this new genre that I sort of refer to as like environmental apocalypse and it's movies like The Rain or Quiet Place or Bird Box where it's like there's just some weird post-apocalyptic event where it's like now the rain's poison now we can't talk anymore or mm-hmm. like now it's just like it's, we can't it, switch it, faces yeah we can't switch faces but it's like it's this weird genre and I'm like it's sort of the same idea over in a, over again to an extent of like how do people now live in this world where they can't perform one normal human function.
2: Mm. Children of um, Men, sort of. Yeah, yeah. It,
0: it's and uh, it's it is kind of the same thing, mm-hmm. again. But it, it's what you do with it. Mm. It's how you, what you do with that initial concept that that makes it good. Well,
1: there's there's worlds where like remakes can be really cool and really exciting. I always think of Clueless, you know. they are remaking it no but I'm saying like the adaptation of Jane Austen when you think larger and you're like oh well yeah I'm just gonna repurpose the narrative of something or the concept of something but into a completely different world like we've never seen before and I'm going to adapt it so it makes sense for now as opposed to helps you remember before and so like that stuff is really cool 10 things I hate about you and all of those feel like Fun. Uh, mean Girls, I guess, is
2: another one, too. Yeah. So, but, yeah, it, but right now, like you were saying, now we're beyond that and mm-hmm. we're just remaking the same stuff. Either way, couldn't be more excited <laughs> for more Face Off because it never got the, the the
1: time it needed. Finally, people will get a chance to see that mm-hmm. movie that came out 20 years ago. You
2: know, you you missed it and now it's back. Uh, so I think that's about it. Now we're going to be talking about Face Off. I've got some trailers I want to show you guys. But first... A quick message from our sponsor at Manscaped. Hey guys, this week's episode of Filmhouse is supported by Manscaped, who is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. That's a good tagline. Now we've all been there, we've tried to take care of our nether regions in different ways, and man, it, it's it's rough when you nick it or you just you hit it a little too hard. And that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their Lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or st- Nag your nuts! Thank God, manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. And don't use the same trimmer on your face as using on your balls. Those days are gone. So Manscape also has the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why not? Put it on uh, some of the smelliest parts of your body because you want it smelling nice. So support your balls and help support the show by getting 20% off and free shipping with code filmhouse at manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping with code filmhouse at manscaped.com. Thank you, Manscaped. Moving on to some trailers. I don't know if you guys missed them, but I just wanted to talk about them. Jojo Rabbit. Mm. is a new movie from Taika Waititi about
1: Nazis and how funny they are. New trailer? A satire. I do like that the trailer goes, it's a satire. Yeah, it's terrible. a satire.
2: Uh, it's getting uh, kind of hit a little hard on the reviews right now, but which is—is is it? Yeah, yeah. It's it, like getting split. It's <laughs> a, it's pretty split right now, which is it's hard for me to believe, but I don't know. Uh, I'm this is one of those few times where I'm really sold by a trailer. Mm-hmm. So
0: does it just feel like it's trying too hard?
2: No, I think is it's, that what the reviews. I mean, trying saying? too hard to be a Wes Anderson movie, I guess,
1: but I think that's fine. I think it works for this this. Framing Well, you have to make something feel like it's un- – I think if you're going to go with the concept of this movie and set it in Nazi Germany, you probably shouldn't make it feel real. Like you probably shouldn't get Steven Spielberg to come in and make it feel like you're in the theater sitting there. Mm. You, ha- you want it to feel like a cartoon or you feel like it's toys or something like that. Yeah. But um, I, I'm interested. I, I am interested especially because now it has split reviews. Because Hunt for the Wilder people was nothing but positive, mm-hmm. like, Thor Ragnarok,
2: positive. Thor Ragnarok. What We Do in the Shadows, all, yeah. all Taika mm-hmm. Waititi movies. I, just, I like Taika Waititi because he goes, hey, there's this core role in this movie. I'm playing it. And you go, well done. And he always plays it well, like Korg or mm-hmm. a vampire <laughs> mm-hmm. or Hitler. And he, he makes a great Hitler. I just want to get that out there. I want to go on record as saying, he makes a great Hitler.
1: Well, I feel like I wonder if part of this is he's like, well, if this if this doesn't work, this joke that I'm going it's for me. doesn't work, it will yeah, it will be on me. It falls on him, the writer director like I feel like I'm I'm the closest one to be responsible to make sure that this actually pans out, and if it doesn't, it's on me and mm-hmm. no other actor who now has. A billion photos that someone <laughs> will tweet at them of them portraying yeah. Hitler.
2: To be fair, it's a figment of a child's imagination yes. of Hitler as his best friend. Yeah. <laughs> Which, <clears throat> I don't know, I, that concept alone, I, I would have said, yeah, green light that movie.
1: Make it. it sounds mm-hmm. funny.
2: Sounds good. Um, sounds wild. But
1: I, uh, I, I will say that uh, also, I think what helps is his accent. Mm-hmm. Like, it sounds. It it's still stupid. sounds like him. Like it sounds like it's, a, a person with a thick New Zealand accent yeah. doing a German accent. It doesn't sound Hitler-y <laughs> as we've done Hitler before. Yeah,
0: I think you straddle a weird line though, where obviously he's doing a very hyper sensational, over the top portrayal in this, mm-hmm. and very fictional portrayal. Of course. And I'm sure the intent to set out is to make Hitler look even more stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, of a of a person and the memory of him even more ridiculous and who he was, but I'm sure there's going to be a lot of things that Hitler is saying and doing this movie that are very funny Mm -hmm. and very endearing, Uh, and that's a risk that you take of, like, you know.
1: You think someone's going to walk out of the theater and go, I love Hitler. (laughs) Yeah, I I just loved Hitler. I want him to get nominated for an Academy Award, so that way Hitler is Taika
0: Waititi as Hitler.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Uh, Excited to see
2: when it actually comes out because I I would like to have an actual opinion on the movie. Uh, Next, we got The Lighthouse. This one is for Elise. Um,
0: Oh, tis for me. I mean, I'm super excited for this Mm. because it looks batshit insane. I always
2: get A24 and Annapurna mixed up, so Mm. I just assume they're the same company. They do have
0: some sort of, you know, the same uh, sort of intention, it feels like, with the projects they choose and make. Mm -hmm. And I was reading that Robert Pattinson basically, like, Going into this film, just sort of was looking for the craziest, like, script that he could do. Yeah. And this is what was brought to him. I've,
2: I've seen this trailer, I think, two or three times now, always on mute, because I kind of don't want to know what's going on with it, because it
1: looks really interesting. But even if you watch it with sound, it doesn't make any sense. That's it's fine. Just like it's
2: like... It's Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson... Slinging Ooh.
1: sailor poems and whatever. Yeah, it's a...
0: I, I'm not sure if the whole movie's a 4x3, but oh, it's God, uh, I was just thinking I kind of hate that it's 4x3. I, <laughs> I feel,
1: I, go ahead, I was sorry. gonna say based off the trailer, I feel like it must be because everything is composed yes. with 4x3 in mind. Mm-hmm. So that would, the, like their distance to each other is for 4x3, so I presume that the whole yeah. movie is 4x3. You
2: three. know what you do though? Because you shoot the whole movie like this because they're contained. And then, when something changes, some sort of catharsis, Damn. the movie goes into 16 by 9, and you go, oh,
0: the <laughs> movie got
2: bigger. And that's art. Mm-hmm. And that's how you make you it. it. Yeah. Give me my awards. You should, Get, you should direct Face Off. Give me my bathtub. <laughs> uh, so that that's about all I have to say about that movie because it uh, looks, looks uh, interesting. I don't know. I think. Not everything's got to be a big Sonic the Hedgehog or, uh, oh, hold on. you know, monster trucks. Like, hold sometimes on. you get a little artsy from the guy who made the Vavich.
0: Which I mm-hmm. think the witch is fine. I don't think I maybe loved it as much as some people did, but I enjoyed it and thought it was cool.
2: Yeah. Mm. I like the Bold. talking goat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I wish I had saw road. it with subtitles mm. just because the the main dad here oh. had such a thick accent yeah, that he did. Red. Yeah. It was just very bass, it was all yeah. bass, which is like, he had a real interesting uh, style, but anyway. Mm-hmm.
0: I uh, sometimes think about things like how Robert Pattinson's going to be Batman, and obviously going into casting him, the studio and directors and whatnot must have known, like, oh, he was making this movie, mm-hmm. and I wonder if, you know, back when Michael Keaton was getting cast to play Batman, if he, a movie like this was coming out that he made, if mm-hmm. they would be like, Oh, we don't want this to influence how the audience thinks of him as Batman. Like, if if times have sort of changed, Mm -hmm. uh, which I definitely think they have, where you can have an actor that does a role like this, and then you give them a big, Mm -hmm. you know, mainstream superhero project, and it Mm -hmm. it like this sort of happened with
2: Brandon Ralph. Hold, hold, like, stay with me. Um, Mm -hmm. Before he was cast as Superman, he was only in like one episode of like uh, Sexed or whatever from like MTV Two or some like weird show. And so people were frantically looking for clips of like, who is this guy? I don't know. Robert Panson has a, a wide he's got a body of work yeah, yeah, yeah. He's
1: got a whole clip of him playing vampire baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm sure
2: he's, he would love us to forget. But uh, I, that is actually one of the big reasons, uh, kind of a, a selfish reason I'm excited about this movie is uh, I haven't seen Robert Penson in anything since the first Twilight movie, or uh, as in when he played Cedric Didgery.
0: I think I've only seen him in Harry Potter.
1: Yeah. I I, I feel like I've seen him in other things, but I don't think I have.
0: Yeah, like I haven't seen the Twilight movies, and I don't know if I've seen any other movie that he's Mm
2: -hmm. in. I'd love to see some of his acting, his his recent acting chops uh, before he plays uh, the Cape Crusader. So I'm actually pretty excited about Mm -hmm. that. Anyway, moving on to our last trailer. This one's Dr. Sleep. This is something I only know what it is because Elise told me about it because she read the book.
0: What? Ew. You haven't read? I thought you would for sure maybe read the book.
2: No, nah, I haven't read for a sure Stephen. Maybe. last Stephen King book I read was either a Dark Tower or his book on writing.
0: His book on writing is fantastic because yeah. it's like it's not just like an instructional book, but it's like a biography.
2: Mm-hmm. He's like, this is how I did cocaine. Yeah. and wrote <laughs> Cujo. It's awesome. This, uh, this the- is one of his later writings, though, right?
1: Yeah this, is more recent. more yeah, this
0: came out, I want to say, like, within the last five years. Mm. Yeah.
1: It's part of the SKCU. <laughs> the which is... Ever-expanding Stephen King cinematic it, universe. Which is
2: somewhat more connected than the dark universe, so that's good. There's yeah. something going for it. But, uh, yeah, this is uh, little... Uh, what was the kid name? Danny.
0: Danny, yeah. Danny's all grown, grown up, up from The
2: Shining, and uh, he's still got that shin. Uh, And other people got the shin. Mm -hmm. And there's people hunting those people with the shine. And he's got to save them.
0: I'm curious, like, how uh, faithful it will be to the book. It it looks a bit like it is. You weren't too hot on the book, right? I think it's – I thought it was fine. I I honestly didn't really find it scary. Um, Is
2: is the Shining something that needed a sequel? Or I guess it's sort of a pseudo-sequel,
0: right? Yeah. It – I don't know that this work needs to exist, but I don't think that means it's bad. Mm. Um, I didn't necessarily feel like it furthered anything about the shi- like, what was established in the world of The Shining in the original book, yeah. but I don't know that it, it's gonna be bad.
1: This is entirely perception, and it's just my own perception. But it always, it feels like in the world of literature, you can do whatever you want to. Fuck it, <laughs> write a sequel. To, uh, to The Shining, who cares? Do it 30 years later, whatever, you're the author. Yeah. You're in complete control. Like who cares, do it, or you know. You have such ownership, it's just, uh, yeah. So what, maybe you have a manuscript for um, a, a prequel to To Kill a Mockingbird <laughs> that you don't want anyone to read. <laughs> Fuck it, put it out there, it doesn't change anything. The book still exists. For some reason about movies, and it, again, this is just might be me, it feels very different.
0: Well, in writing a book is a much more independent endeavor. Like, Stephen King can just go, I'm going to sit down and write a sequel to The Shining. Who's going to stop me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know? His pub- well, what, his publisher's not going to want to publish it? Oh, God, well, no. It's Stephen King. He's
1: like, more, I think, more. I think also s- at some point it feels like where the creativity comes from is the same place, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, movie making's
0: a group endeavor. It's
1: definitely a group endeavor. So, The Shining film on which this movie is going to hinge... And already does hinge a lot of its visuals like the carpet i don't know does Stephen king describe the carpet in the shining well like, no so that's a really so.
2: that's a different thing there too is Stephen king notoriously was not a fan of the stanley kubrick version mm-hmm. and even went on to make his own miniseries where this is more true to my book and it wasn't as well received yeah this movie is it's a current day movie but it has a lot of throwback it's obviously based in the shining universe or whatever mm-hmm. but it's it, all the visuals are based on the movie that Stephen King wasn't crazy about. So you know, so Maybe he's turned,
1: those, turned a corner, so I don't know. Those things I think are sometimes when you make a sequel to something like decades later in film, it feels more jarring. It feels like sometimes gears can grind together and I don't know if this movie's gonna be good or bad, but as opposed to in the world of books where it's like, who cares? Sure, throw mm-hmm. out another yeah. story of, you know, like the character from The Shining. Why not? Because it feels like it's, at the very least, it's something that was in the original creator's head in the first place Mm -hmm. or it came to that conclusion later Mm -hmm. whereas like you said film is very much a group effort and now we have a bunch of people who are reinterpreting what someone else who's now deceased had reinterpreted back you know decades ago it's just like now things are all really muddy.
0: Yeah that's why I will be watching the Stephen Webber shining as Adam pointed out uh, before I see Dr. Sleep. The
2: the true version (laughs) uh, where Jack Torrance uh, his descended in madness is uh, slower and more methodical instead of. Jack and he Nicholson. blows
1: up the house. He doesn't
2: freeze. <laughs> anyway, that's Doctor Sleep. I'm mm. I I'm curious because I like I always call him Ian McGregor, but it's Ewan. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say it correctly. Ewan. Uh, uh, people po- uh, pointed out too. Hey, there's a Ruby poster. There is a
1: Ruby poster in
2: the uh, Doctor Sleep
1: Sue. Uh, they own it.
2: It oh. <laughs> turns out. All oh, right. Uh, as you mentioned earlier there are a total of uh
1: oh <gasps> quick update there are three companies left on the planet do you think what do you think Danny watches funhouse we should just make that say that's a thing okay Danny watches Funhouse. Mm-hmm. Danny what do you mean
0: Danny? isn't that his name Danny yeah, Danny yeah oh, the, the, Danny you Torrance? mean because is the Ruby poster yeah, yeah the yeah. Ruby yeah. posters in the little girls room yeah.
1: no no I know but, but yeah. as Adam's saying they can do whatever they want because mm. it's a Warner Brothers oh, property yeah I see, I see. And, see. and so oh, technically, since we
0: we are the more mature vertical
1: it would make sense. So, he, it would. It would make sense yeah. to presume oh, that grew Danny up, Torrance watches. He grew fun up House watching videos. Machinima, and then yeah. he, began, he stuck around. is his favorite but... show.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so he, yeah, he's 50, but he grew up watching Machinima. They might not. They
1: might not show it in the in the movie, we'll but st- it's it's safe to assume. So that, stick
2: around, kids. We're we're eventually going to have a like mandated cameo in like the fifth Doctor Sleep. Oh, movie. Yeah, yeah. I would say us. Danny. Yeah. I mean,
0: Danny was a gaming. He was a gamer, and so he checked out an episode of Inside Gaming, and then he went, wait a minute, these guys have gameplays too. He didn't. Yeah. We don't usually watch that sort nope. of stuff,
2: nope. but uh, meanwhile he was yeah. flashing and seeing a bunch of murders, upcoming murders that yeah. were happening, and there's there's Sad. gonna be a
1: scene. It might not make it into the movie, but it's definitely implied where uh, Danny tweets at. Adam and I, and mm-hmm. asked, what about the Pacific Rim poster? <laughs> Where's the Pacific Rim poster? Go- it probably didn't make it into the movie, but just when you're watching it, mm-hmm. understand that that's yeah. part just of it. Just imagine world. that that idea was thought of, mm-hmm. and therefore part of yes. the canon. It's technically part of it.
2: All right, we're about to get out of here, but before we go, quick message from our sponsor. I would like to thank Mugsy Jeans for sponsoring this week's episode of Filmhouse. Mugsy jeans are the most comfortable men's jeans ever made. That is no exaggeration. Mugsy's are real jeans that literally feels comfortable sweatpants Magic is in Muggsy's proprietary fabrics, which include a blend of high-tech materials that make these jeans mind-blowingly soft and flexible. Best of all, Muggsy's come in a stylish fit that's not too baggy, but not too tight, so you look even better than you feel. Kind of a business casual type, or just casual casual. If you want comfortable jeans that look good, Muggsy jeans are for you. The guys at Muggsy are so confident you'll love them. They'll offer free USA shipping and returns, so your comfort is 100% guaranteed. Do your legs a favor, grab your own pair of jeans that are sweeping the nation by heading to Mugsy.com, that is M-U-G-S-Y.com, and use code FILMHOUSE for $10 off. Again, that's Mugsy.com, using code FILMHOUSE, $10 off some sweet jeans. Check them out. Thank you, Mugsy. So thanks, Muggsy. Uh, you can check out their products over at Muggsy.com and use code FILMHOUSE for $10 off a pair of sweet jeans, good enough for two men to I'll wear. How about you
1: prints around in those jeans one I'll last time? I'll be right time. back. You guys talk about- As we roll the credits mm-hmm. for yeah. the show.
0: Yeah, that Jennifer Lopez Hustlers movie comes out this huh. weekend. Mm-hmm. You know the one where they, play, they own a strip club, they play strippers. Mm-hmm. It's, she's getting really good buzz for it. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I, maybe the movie's good. I wasn't interested in it before, but-
1: Jennifer Lopez said in the news that she was like, you know what? I don't care what people say. I didn't think that Constance Wu was a diva, and I was like, Draw I didn't something. know
0: that that was the yeah. Because remember, she got or upset with Crazy Rich Asians, yeah, or, she, or with no, with Fresh Off the Boat getting yeah, renewed again yeah. because she wants to make movies. Oh, I guess, I guess she that's she what publicly she was referring on Twitter to. Was I thought like, she meant
1: like in person was a diva, but I no.
0: gotta get these back to Dan. yeah, I don't think Dan wants those back. Yeah, he's not gonna want those.
1: Though. I farted in
0: them.